All right, bradcooney.com. I'd like to welcome to the show hip hop recording artist Kid Cable. What is up, Kid Cable? How's it going, man? I'm good, man. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Making it through all this COVID 19 nonsense? Yeah, you know, sticking with family, doing what I gotta do. Yeah, I understand, man. Um, hopefully, this thing will get past just so everybody can get back to somewhat of a normal life again, you know? Yeah, man, I agree. Alright, so let's get into this. Um, before we get into your new record that you just dropped, um, just kind of give my listeners a little bit of a rundown about how it was you first got into doing this stuff uh, and when you wanted to take it seriously and start recording. Yeah, so uh, in high school, um, I got involved with an organization called Teen Fest, um, and it was a talent show like hosted by Fox 50 or something like that. Yeah. And um, I went and I wrote a song. Um, and I went with it, and I won second place. Um, it was like a $500 reward. Nice. And yeah, that allowed me to like get the music equipment I needed to start. Um, so I started mixing my own vocals and writing my own lyrics around that same time. Um, and that's like basically how you know I really found out that I really loved and had a passion for this. And previous to that, previous to the talent show and getting involved with that, with that, with that, um, what would you call it? A, a just a Teen, what is that? What is it again? Uh, teen Fest. Is it like a, they do it every year or something like that at the school? Yeah, I don't know if it's still running, but it was for a while. Yeah, it was something they did every year. My high school had a program called Illusion, and it had the students would, would you know, they, they would, musicians would, would actually do performances you know, in, in the in the school, and uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I don't think this was hosted by the school. It was something that I found out through somebody else, like about ah, okay. a flyer or something. It was just yeah. like in the city I lived in. So previous to that, before you joined that, were you just kind of like, you know, doing your thing off the radar and just practicing? And how did that all start? No, like, I mean, it's, I guess what happened was, is I actually met some friends um, in high school and they were into like, high level art like just like really you know underground music mm -hmm. that I hadn't experienced before um and so when I started listening to these classic albums you know that kind of inspired me to start writing my own lyrics um and then I was just you know writing a lot of lyrics in class and stuff like that and then I found the Teen Fest thing and wanted to do that now when you say classic are you talking about classic music or old throwback yeah. hip-hop no yeah like classic music in general so how did it, how did hip hop was that were you always a rap fan? Um, I mean, yeah, since the beginning. I mean, those were the records. I guess you know those. That was the music that I clinged on to and got attached to. Yeah, good stuff, man. All right, so now let's fast forward, and you you've you've released this record called Faith Over Fear. So yeah. what what grabbed my attention? Uh, and I did listen to your song, which I actually really liked. Um, the, the title, Faith Over Fear, get into that backstory a little bit. Why did you name the record that? Yeah, so it's actually a pretty interesting story. Um, so my background, you know, I kind of have a troubled mm -hmm. background. Um, you, know, I, you know, I've been to mental hospitals, jail, you know, you name it, I've been through it. Um, yeah. And uh, in the mental hospital, um, uh, a psychiatrist or psychologist, whichever one, um, he explained to me how we all have secondary emotions like anger and fear. Yeah. And he explained that under those secondary emotions is a lack of faith. Um, and so I guess it just kind of stuck with me. And um, I just thought of it and 
So I said faith over fear, you know, because mm. I'm putting faith over those secondary emotions. I like that. That actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, and just real quick, a psychologist is, is the is the shrink. It's like I, I actually saw a therapist for a while many years ago, so I feel you. Um, yeah. Psychologist is the one you sit down and listen to, and, and a psychiatrist is who prescribes the medications. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel you, man. Um, all right. So, and also, I wanted to compliment you on the cover. I like the I like the artwork too, man. The photography. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's cool, man. Um, it's something I can tell just wasn't slapped together. You know, I see, I could see you put in some work on that. Yeah, it was done. I, you know, it was more, a, a lot of thought went into it. Yep. And, um, you know, the obviously digging the grave. Um, yeah. But it was done in my backyard. Cool. Very cool. All right, so the two singles that I did not hear, but I read about, is called, the song, one, one song called Moves and the other one called Glass. Yeah. So if you would just talk about the first song first, like what's what's the single moves about, and what and what inspired you to write that song? So moves is kind of like you know um, where I've been living, Keystone Heights. Um, it's a very isolated area, and I built my own studio there in my backyard. Hmm. Um, and it's just been a very like it's been a kind of a lonely process. Yeah. And um, but you know the fuel the the fire is always burning. Um, and that's kind of what the record is about. It's about that fire still burning, um, even though you might not have, you know, the creative influences, like, right directly around you that you have or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. It's just, like, it's just about keeping that fire burning, like, no matter what. Okay, so what about the song Glass? And what's, what's up with the title? What's that about? Yeah, Glass is, is also about, like, friends and influences that, um, you know, like, misleading influences and really just like sticking to myself and like my family and like the people that really matter and not not getting you know not getting too involved with other influences or other people you're a pretty thought-provoking guy man well, thank I, you. I, I, I appreciate can, that. I can tell you uh you got them gears spinning in that head of yours man i can, <laughs> I, I, I can tell <laughs> that's a compliment man you, you're not someone who just burns you know, waste away time and stuff like that on on garbage. You you actually, you you're analytical, man. You you get in there and really think about stuff. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. Absolutely. So you touched on it briefly, and we won't get real deep on this. This is pro- some some of this is probably kind of personal, but it was in your bio, so I think it's somewhat fair game yeah. for me to touch on. Um, you mentioned that that you you had a little issue with drugs and you did a little time. Um, yeah. Talk about how that drug addiction played a role in, in your life since you've cleaned up? I mean, like, to, just kind of walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I think that I've always been a super passionate person, and I think that that passion extended into my drug use, and mm-hmm. I think I was very passionate about that, you know? And, and once I stopped, once I cut that out of my life, then that passion, like, all that passion that was in drug use just kind of went into music and exercise and um, all these different things. What was the moment you decided to stop? Like, what triggered that? Um, the moment I decided to stop. Well, I don't think there was a mo- like. Basically, I was halted to a stop because, um, you know, like I said, you know, I was in the hospital. Yeah. And um, it, I don't. I can't tell you the exact moment, but I know there was a period of time where I was very conscious and aware that I needed to change. Yep. Um, and through that time period, I just became stronger and. You know, I had to withdraw off 
opiates and that was yeah. you know that was a lot and getting through that and like you know I didn't go to a rehab I just you know contacted a doctor and we just you know we weaned down and um, it was a very hard process very you know just very traumatizing and just yeah. hard but getting through it um, it was um, something that like I didn't know that I could do and once I saw the other side like once I got through to the other side it was like very inspiring very motivating it felt like it just felt like a whole new a whole new chapter a whole new fire was burning now and uh yeah i mean it was it getting through that was basically the best thing i've ever done um no doubt and no doubt you you added years to your life i can promise you that oh absolutely Uh, let's not even touch on the music right now let's talk about life you've added years to your life by stopping yeah you know yeah and that's a great thing how long have you been clean like sober now like how long has it been a year uh i mean i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you exactly because i can i'm not like you know i'm not a part of aa right right so there's not like an actual reference point yeah i got you yeah Yeah. man you're feeling good though aren't you You i bet you i bet you feel a whole lot better oh yeah man i've been you know exercising you know um I'm living with my family right now, and my sister is going to have Good. a baby, and yeah, you know nice. I'm doing all sorts of productive stuff that I didn't really know that I'd be able to participate in. Yeah, man, let me tell you something. Family time, there's nothing better than, yeah, than, for sure. than you know, and, and appreciating your family. And um, well, I'm proud of you, man. I'm really, really happy that you got on the right track here. Um, sky's the limit for you now, man. You're clean, and now you can really grab this music career and run with it, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right, man. It's good stuff. All right, so um, now you, you did touch on this in your bio, but my my listeners um, may not read the bio. So, talk yeah. about some of your musical inspiration because you have some pretty cool ones in there. Yeah. So, um, you know, like probably as you read, um, you know, James Blake, Kanye, Frank Ocean, um, those. Like, if I could name the top three that have inspired me. Um, those are those are the ones, um, you know. And I could go on and on and on, um, but those guys kind of paved the way for me. I feel Kanye West is like he's a really intriguing dude. He he yeah. he he he's got that IQ that's way up in that weird zone. You know what I mean? Like there's there's certain people that have so hot their IQs are so high. They're like they're just strange, but in a good way. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm not being but being disrespectful at all. Yeah. Um, but there's that, so you know what I'm saying? There's a certain population of people that have that really crazy high IQ, and they're just a little bit different <laughs> than everybody else is. And that's, yeah. that's where I put Kanye West. He's a musical genius for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let's talk about your lyrical um, talents. Like, you write all your own stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and what what are some things that really, like, are you, can you just be, like, on a bus or driving down the road and you'll see something and you'll just say hey i want to write a song about that i mean like how do you how do you come across your material you know it's so strange because like i couldn't tell you where it comes from but i do think that it's from i think it's like it's a combination of a few things but i think it's just from experiencing things and then when i sit down to write like it almost feels like my higher self like talking to me and like talking through me and like channeling through me yeah um yeah it's it's i couldn't tell you exactly where it comes from but i write every night and i try to write as much as i can because every time i write i get better and Mm -hmm. uh, i mean that's the goal yeah man it's like anything else i mean the more you practice the more you do it the better you're gonna get 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk about COVID nineteen and how that's impacted you as a as an artist. Um, I, I interview a lot of artists from different genres, uh, all, all walks of life too. And, and this one common denominator is COVID nineteen's really thrown a wrench in a lot of stuff, um, especially artists that are out performing. You know, at venues and this, and that's their money maker. That's their livelihoods. Yeah. And then the COVID comes and everything gets shut down and, it's, and venues get closed. But I, one thing I found that artists has utilized the shelter in place rules as time to really write more and get into studio more. What have you done for yourself throughout this COVID process? Yeah. See, I feel like it's almost like, yeah, like the artist. It's. It's strange because, like, I want to get out there and play shows because I'm like, you know, I have these seven tracks now that I feel very dedicated to and I want people, I want to perform them and all this stuff. Um, So that's kind of weird not being able to do that. Um, But, you know, I'm always writing, I'm always creating new stuff. So it really, COVID hasn't affected me because I felt like I was already in quarantine. Like, just the person I am, you know, I'm kind of introverted. Yeah. And um, so I felt like I was already... Like, it didn't really affect me in that way where I'm like, oh, man, I can't do anything now. Like, you know, that's not really how I viewed it. But I think it definitely does kind of suck that I can't get out there and play shows. Yeah. Now, you mentioned introvert before. Some of the greatest singers and some of the greatest performers of all time are introverts. Do you know that? You know that? Yeah. Yeah. One of them that comes to mind is Jim Morrison of The Doors. You know the band The Doors? Yeah. If you research that, I mean, watch that. There's a movie called uh, The Doors, and Val Kilmer played Jim Morrison. And Jim Morrison was such an introvert and so, like, he was, like, petrified when he first started singing. He would actually he would actually get on stage, and he would sing with his back to, towards the crowd. And yeah. it actually yeah. took, it took a lot of effort and work for him to actually turn around and actually face the crowd. Um, and then he went on to become just an amazing legend. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. Yeah, and actually, Kendrick has this line, and I kind of relate to this more than introvert, is he says, I'm an antisocial extrovert. And that, that's <laughs> oh, kind of okay. how I feel, because I want, I feel like I long for human connection, but I'm like, you know, I'm kind of weird about it. And, um, yeah, I feel like music is my way of connecting to people like beyond just basic communication like it's mm-hmm. it's my way of communicating yep does it, does it is it like a like is it like a light switch like when you get on yeah. you, you mean like when you get off stage you revert back to being you know kind of that kind of that anti-social kind of person but when you get on the stage it's like flicking a switch yeah it's almost like yeah i'm just very sure everybody you know i think every artist has nerves but oh yeah once i get into that groove on stage it's like i lose a lot of that anxiety you know i had brad arnold on my show a few years back he's the lead singer of that rock band three doors down okay. uh, i sold millions of records platinum yeah. i mean they're huge and brad told me i asked him one time because you know this is when i talked to him they were they were still selling out stadiums and shit man it was crazy and I actually asked him, I said, you ever getting, like, really, really nervous? Because I've had jobs before where I had to give, like, presentations in front of, like, 15 people, and I was fucking petrified. I just hated it. I, I just, still to this day, I can't stand. I'm just so out of my comfort zone with, with giving any kind of presentations whatsoever or speaking in front of people. Yeah. And so here's this singer, Brad, he can get out, and he's from Mississippi, from a little town, and he can get out in front of, like, 50,000 fans in a stadium 
And I would be like mortified if that was me. So I asked him one time if that makes him nervous. You know what he told me? He said, I get more nervous performing in front of a little tiny 20 person hmm. crowd in a bar than I do 50,000 people stadium. Yeah, you know what that makes me think of? It's kind of like relative, you know, because it's like, you know, how some people are afraid of heights up to a certain point, and then they say, like, heights from space aren't as scary because you can't, like, relatively see mm. what's going on. Yeah, that's a great point. That's me. I, I, I can't stand heights. I mean, you get me on a ladder more than, like, four, three, four feet up in the air, and I start, I freeze up. I mean, <laughs> but I'll get on a freaking plane, and I'll fly 30,000 feet to Los Angeles, and I'm, I'm good. Yeah. That's a go. great point you just made, man. I didn't even think about that. Um, all right, so a couple more things, and I'll let you go. Um, what 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 are you gonna do? What, what is your goal? Because we're almost like we're almost at twenty twenty one already. It's crazy that the new year's coming. Yeah. Um, where where do you want to see your career by the end of twenty twenty one? Like a year from now, a little over a year from now. Yeah. So I have a very direct. You know, my direction is very. It's it's pretty clear. Um, I just want to create a platform to be able to give people the best art possible, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I want to create the most epic, awesome art, and I need the platform to do it, you know? Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, so, so we've talked about the two singles, we've talked about your record. Is there anything as far as musically that I missed that you want to get out there before I let you go? No, honestly, I'm just very appreciative that you... You know, you knew Faith Over Fear, you knew what the record was called, because a lot of interviewers, you know, they're kind of lost, and they, you know, they've only they've only heard of moves, or they, they don't even know what the record's called, so really, I just appreciate that, you know, you you did some research, and, you know, looked into it before. <laughs> That's so unprofessional for somebody to not research and yeah. have their preparedness. You'd be surprised, man. Oh, I, I've been doing this a long time, so I'm not that surprised. There's some real crappy ones out there, I mean, honestly. And I hate that you had to experience that, because this is what these interviews are for. The interviews yeah. for the artists to promote their, their music, so if the person that's interviewing them doesn't know shit about what they're doing, that's crap. Yeah. So I hate that happening to you. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier for me to talk about it when somebody is kind of, you know, directing me in, in yeah. some sort of direction, you know? Well, I appreciate that, man. That's, that's uh, kind of you to say. Um, I really enjoyed your song. I don't. I don't just say that to make artists feel better. I mean, when I listen to a song, if I think it really sucks, and I, you know, I, I got to be honest with you, I've had interviews where the music that was sent to me, I was like, oh god. But I was committed to the interview, so you know, I, I, I would do that thing for him. Yeah. But I was like, man, that song really blew. I hated that song. <laughs> yeah. You know. But yours, I was like tapping my foot. I was like, yeah, this, and I like that beat too. Speaking of beats, who made that beat? I produced moves um, in glass. Okay, yeah, man, you got talent there too. You could—that's another career for you if you wanted to make beats for people. Yeah, um, honestly, if you want my honest opinion, you know, I really like other people's production more yeah. than mine. Like, I really like sure. because this is the thing: when I write a song, I, I like to write to about like it, I cycle through about a hundred to three hundred beats before I settle right. on one. So for me, producing one beat. I'm the what I write might not even fit, so it's like yep. I like to be able to just cycle through production. Well, one of the best things you can do is as a, not only an artist but any field of work is surround yourself with talent. Like if you if you're humble enough to realize that hey, you know what? There's producers a whole lot better than me out there. That's a good thing because you're you're yeah. only improving your product. Um, and somebody can come in there with a spin on something and just blow your mind, you know. And, you, and if you wouldn't have gave that person a shot, 
you know, your song would have been at one level, but somebody else can take it up one. So, um, yeah, no, nothing to be ashamed of. All right, brother, um, I'm gonna let you go. Before I do though, I want to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners where they can get your music and follow you and on social media. And if you have your website, the mic is yours. All right. So basically, I want everybody to go to SoundCloud um, because that's where my album is. And to find me on SoundCloud, um, it's Kid Cable. Um, that's my artist name and capital K exclamation point capital D capital C and the rest of cable is lowercase awesome hey look what is your first name by the way my my first name is Ryan and my last name is Brunsman good that's deal Ryan I wanted to I wanted to address you by by your real name and um I appreciate you coming on my show and I want you to come back too once you got some more stuff you want to talk about we'll get you back on Hey, man, absolutely. I appreciate it. I enjoyed talking to you, man. Have a good night, all right? Yeah, you too. Take care. All right.